You are listening to Faith Church's sermon from this week. We are a church that is committed to loving Jesus for life and loving others to life. We hope that this message encourages you to follow Jesus with your whole heart. As Jesus came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, it was his custom and he went to the synagogue on Sabbath day and he stood to read. Uh, to read. And he read the word of God as not because he wasn't God or that the words that he was speaking weren't scripture, but he read it out of reverence for the Father. And so if Jesus is going to do it, so are we. So let's begin reading God's word. It starts in Genesis 2, 18 to 28. It says, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. When the Lord God made a woman from the rib, he'd taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. And I believe at this time we're going to, you're going to go down, hun? Yep. We're going to dismiss Junior Church, which looks like it's just my children. They're going to behave for their mom really well today because it's Mother's Day. Not that they shouldn't do it every day, but anyway. So today I want to begin with a little bit of a history lesson this morning. This is free of charge. This is not a part of the sermon um, other than to let you know where this all came from, this Mother's Day idea. Did you know that the idea for Mother's Day was born in a small Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. It was 1876, and the nation still mourned the Civil War, that people that lost their lives in the Civil War. While teaching a Memorial Day lesson, lesson, Mrs. Anna Reeves Jarvis thought of mothers who had lost their sons. She prayed that one day there could be a Memorial Day for mothers. The prayer made a deep impression on one of Mrs. Jarvis's 11 children. Young Anna had seen her mother's efforts to hold the war-split community and church together. As she grew into adulthood, the younger woman kept Mrs. Jarvis's dream in her heart. On the day of her mother's death, Anna was determined to establish Mother's Day in her honor. So on May the 11th, 1907, a local observance was held, which later spread to Philadelphia. By 1910, Mother's Day was celebrated in 45 states, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Canada, and Mexico. Elated, Mrs. Jarvis told a friend, where it will end must be left for the future to tell, that it will circle the globe now seems certain. On May 8, 1914, President Wilson designated the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day for, as he says, displaying the American flag and for the public expression of love and reverence for the mothers of this country. 
There's beauty in the history of Mother's Day. And there's beauty in womanhood. In a day when some movements, some movements, have rushed to make men and women just alike, and other movements seek to make one inferior or superior to the other, it is important to understand the biblical teaching on the subject. Genesis 1 and 2 is a good place to begin. Following a general account of man's creation in Genesis 1, 26-31, the Bible gives a detailed account of the creation of woman in Genesis 2, 18-21, which Landon read for you. Wise and happy are those women who understand where they originated, why they were created, and what a wonderful contribution they make to God's plans. That is the beauty of womanhood. It is something that should be celebrated, and may I suggest, more than once a year. Here's the first point on your sermon outline. The beauty of womanhood is found in the need for women. The beauty of womanhood is found, and I'm, I'm adding some words there, that is found in the need for woman. Listen to Genesis 2, 18 through 20. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called them, each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, all the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. So here's the setting we're in that garden. We're in the situation. We, we got Adam and Eve who are, who are now together, or not together, but Adam is there, and Adam needs a helper. It is clear that it is not good for man to be alone, according to Scripture. And so what God does is God says, I'm going to bring all the wild animals before him. And it's almost as if he's saying, um, according to commentaries, it's almost as if he's saying, we're going to see if any of these wild animals can be his helper. And then he says, and whatever he names them, they will stick. It will stick. That will be their name. Now, I don't know about you, but I go to funny places when I read that. You know, like he sees these pink birds coming by, flamingo. Where he came up with that, I'll never, have, I'll never know. But he's doing that. That's literally what he's doing. Dog, bear, lion. And he's naming them, and he's giving them names that will stick with them for the rest of their lives. But there is no suitable helper found for Adam in all the wild beasts. You see, beauty here is found in the fact that she is the only one that can meet the needs of men. Man needed someone to commune with and converse with and companion one to comfort him. Woman was God's answers to Adam's loneliness. No other creature was available or suitable for Adam. Albert Barnes says it this way, God did not create man a non-social being. God knew better than man the social nature of man. God's voices, God's voices it in a word, God voices it in a word spoken for man's guidance. The normal thing here is, is that man needs the fellowship of someone. 
Creation of woman was not a second thought for God. No, this was a part of his plan from the start of day one. Please know the word helper here cannot be interchanged with servant or slave, and that's important. Because some have tried to do that. Some have taken that word helper and they've, 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 they've ripped and roared at that Greek word or that Hebrew word helper and they've made it somehow that one stands over the other and demands them to do something. And that is not at all. I, if there's anything I want you to hear this morning, specifically gentlemen, if there, there, there is nothing in this word that demands that we stand over top of womanhood. Nothing in God's Word demands it. The word helper is on the same page, is on the same playing level. They come along and they, 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 they meet the needs at the level of which we are walking at that moment. And so the beauty here is in womanhood is, is that we need them. We need them to be a part of our lives. And some of that is met in our moms when we're younger. And then some of it is met later on in life by others. But the reality is, is that, that what God is saying in this creation story is, is that we can't do it alone. We are made for relationship. can't do it alone. And again, that, that, that Hebrew word helper is, 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 is coming alongside the male right where he is. There is no, not even an inkling of, well, they stand a little taller. It's not a famous not a passage that people like to talk about much because of that word helper they like to see it differently i love the way proverbs 31 10 puts it this way a wife of noble character who can find she's worth far more than rubies she's worth far more than rubies and what's a wife with noble character? A wife with noble character is what Adam and Eve, the, the, the desire of God in the garden is what that would look like. And so if you have one, if you have a wife who is of noble character, who, who shows you love, who does the helper part of things, who, who walks alongside of you, please treat her like she is worth more than all the rubies in the world. Because she is. She is. Second, the beauty of woman is found in the nature of woman. The beauty of woman is found in the nature of woman. So the Lord God calls the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while in his sleeping, he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. 
The nature of woman makes her a unique person, unlike any other. The bottom line here is men and women, we are incomplete without each other. What's the, what's the book? Um, there was a book out that, uh, what is it? Men's from, men are from Mars and women are from Venus or something like that. It is, it is true. We had different, you know, like I, I like to think of it as the shopping experience. Michelle and I look at shopping completely different. All right, Michelle likes to go in and she likes to find a dress and she likes to find it in 16 different colors. I'm not even exaggerating. And she likes to try them all on. And even though they're all the same size and they fit her all the same, she likes to try it all on. Not me when I go shopping, man. I go in, I say, I want a collared shirt. I want it this color. Boom, I found it. I go to the cash register. I buy it and I go home. I don't even stop at the place to try it on. I, you know, and then Michelle gets mad at me because I get home and I'm like, oh man, this thing is tight. But there's a difference in men and women. Why? Because the man is a hunter. The man is like, hey man, I want this red shirt and I'm going to go in and get this red shirt and I'm going to get out of there and I'm going to be done in 2.5 seconds. The woman, on the other hand, not busting on women here this morning. No, they, they want to check them all out. Well, I wonder what pink looks like on me. I wonder what purple looks like. No, I already know what I want. Let's go and get it done. The nature of the woman makes her a unique person, unlike any other. Notice here, God's doing surgery right here, and he takes a rib from Adam and gives it to Eve. This is where we learn that Eve is neither inferior or superior to man. Notice he doesn't make a separate rib. Now, we, we've read this story several hundred times, especially if you grew up in the church like me. You've heard this story preached to you. You've heard this story talked about, how God put Adam to sleep. He took the rib out, and then he put the rib into Eve, and, and it was the same rib as what Adam had. And so there was, this, there was this deep desire between the two of them. They were now flesh of flesh, and they were now something that was, was going to be a, a powerful force. But we have to remember what is going on and what God is teaching us in this time. They're on the same level with Him in the plan and wisdom of God. Adam and Eve are, are not somehow better than us or better than each other or anything like that. Number three is this, the beauty of woman is found in the name woman. The beauty of woman is found in the name woman. Here's what it says in verses 23 through 25. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife and they can become one flesh. Adam and Eve and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. When God brought Adam to, or Eve to Adam, notice his response. This is now bone of my bones. It's underlined on the screen. And flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. For she was taken out of man. Eve filled the gap. 
provided Adam companionship, unlike the brute beast before her. To see when you read this account, read it with the sense of appreciation and adoration and awe. Joseph Parker in his commentary puts it this way, perseverance for womanhood will save any civilization from decay. Beautiful and tender is the notion of throwing a man into deep sleep to take a rib from him as a starting point to a blessed companionship. A good wife is from the Lord. He who made the lock will make also make the key. This cometh from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. O woman, love thy maker. Thou art the most wonderful instrument he made in the earth. See to it that the music of my life be all given to his holy praise. What is Parker talking about? Here's what Parker's talking about, and we're seeing it today. The decay of womanhood. I'll put it another way on the next screen. God doesn't make mistakes, my friends. And the push to change who we are in our world concerns me. Because it reflects the Lord making a mistake, and while that brings a whole other range of issues. Instead of a woman being a woman, we try to find out, well, maybe I was made wrong. And I know it's a hot-button issue, and it's probably not the place that you thought your pastor was going to go on Mother's Day, but surprise. Because it really does concern me, because there are believers out there that kind of were like, well, but, but if he did, if, 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 if Johnny wasn't supposed to be Johnny, and, and, and if, if Joan wasn't supposed to be Joan, no people that are here with that name, am I, if, am I using you as an example? No, I'm just throwing out names. If they weren't supposed to be those people, but do you understand what that does to our theology? automatically what we say to each other is, is that we, we start to debate these things and we don't understand what it does at the very bedroot, at the very bottom of the foundation of our theology. It just shuffles everything. Because what you are literally saying is, is that the God of the universe, the God of creation, the one who put Adam to sleep and took the rib out of Eve and put it into someone else and, or put it into Eve and breath, breathed life into Eve and then presented her to Adam. That one, that one made a mistake when he made you. Do you not see how that could cause a whole lot of now we got bricks falling because there is no foundation of which we can stand because we can't even trust the God of the universe to get it right. And so when we play around with this thought and we begin to, begin to not deal with it from the biblical perspective of Genesis 2, look, I'm not talking about what does the world believe, what does scientists show, what do anything like that. I'm going from the scriptures because the last time I checked, that's where we need to go as Christians. And what Scripture says is that womanhood was made 
for a desire, for a need. Womanhood was made, manhood was made for a desire, for a need to work together on the same plane, to be a place where we love one another into the kingdom of God. And what we do when we, when we take it to that next level and we look at this story and we say, yeah, but what about the mistakes that God made? We now put it into a whole other level. And friends, I don't think you want to go there. And so the next time that debate comes up around the, the, the cooler at your work or around whatever, you might want to think about your words. Because they matter. As a believer in Jesus Christ, if you believe that God is perfect and that He makes all things well and that He does everything perfect, then you cannot enter that debate. You've lost your foundation if you do. And what God is doing here is He's making this helper for for Adam, and he's saying to her, listen, here's, he's saying to him, here, here she is. He's presenting him to her. And the beautiful part about it is, is that there's needs that can only be met through that woman. The beautiful part about it is, is that there's, there's, there's something in that name, Woman. And instead of trying to hide from it, and instead of trying to water it down, I believe, friends, we need to put it up. We need to make it more known. This God, this God is not a God of arrogance. This God is not a God of, of, of um, mixed opinions. This is a God who knows what He is doing and He's made our world to work the way it works. And the farther we fall from this in our nation, man, it breaks my heart. The fact that there are brothers and sisters who will, well, who will hear this message and say, uh, that's not the Bible I know. Breaks my heart. How thankful we are that God created woman. Proverbs 31 warns us that few women are really fulfilling God's plan. Listen to what it says. It'll be on the screen here. Who can even find a virtuous wife? But can I say something to you all this morning? There are some that are here this morning. There are some in your employment where you work. And instead of hiding from them, and instead of, instead of pushing them down like, like we've tended to do, instead of making them less of value, we need to up their value. As we do for manhood as well. And if I was preaching on Father's Day, I am not because I will be not in a preaching condition. I would be saying the same thing on Father's Day. 
we got to stop playing this game where they're playing each other against each other. And if you don't think it's happening, just watch. It, it discourages me how manhood has been put down by many TV shows. There's no desire to go back to biblical manhood because heaven forbid we would do that. It discourages me how womanhood has been slammed in the media and made something to be something that it is not. And so on this Mother's Day, I wanted to remind you gentlemen and I wanted to remind you ladies that you matter. That your name is something special in God's kingdom. And maybe you're here today and you're saying... Yeah, but, you know, you're preaching on this, Pastor, and, and, and I don't have that. I don't have that companionship. I don't have that, 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 that helper. I don't have that. Let me tell you something. You are still a child of God, and so, yes, you do have that helper. It just happens to be God himself. You are still a child of God. You are still important to Him. You are not somehow left out and just left out to struggle. You know, I've always struggled with that. I'm very thankful for what Landon said before praying because every Mother's Day I've struggled with that because I've been beside Michelle when we've lost a baby. I know the hurt coming to church for years when we were trying and we couldn't. I get it. I also know the hurt of those who might hear this message and say, you know, I don't have that companionship that you're talking about. Yes, you do. The Bible says the Lord is the father to the fatherless. And I believe he's the mom to the motherless. And I believe he is the, 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 this helper to those who don't have that helper. I believe he's all of that wrapped up in and of himself. God wants us to meet needs. He wants us to reflect his divine nature and to love up, love up the name he gave us as men and women and most of all, Christians. That's the desire of his heart today for you from Genesis chapter 2. He's, all, he's given us all a name. He's given us all a perspective. He's given us all this role to play, whether it's man or woman, whether it's helper or this, or whether it's this or that. He's given us all a job to do, a ministry to have. And he's asking us, would you take it on? Would you love others? Would you look at it as a helper? Would you come alongside of others? Would you not have your nose in the air so long that you can't even look at others? Would you watch what the kingdom of God will do when we start acting this way? When we start seeing people for who they really are. 
Men, would you begin to love your wife? Because you need her. And because she desires to be your helper. Women, would you desire to love your husbands? One of the things that I'm noticing in my own family, and pardon me for getting a little personal this morning, is that there is no greater thing I can teach Freddie and Serenity than how to love their mother. No greater thing. And when I'm not doing a very good job of that, and yes, there are times, I can see the effect it has on my children. You want to leave your children in a place where they see Jesus. Love your wife. Love your husband. Love each other. That's the way to do it. Because we've all been given a name. A name picked out by God himself. A desire of his heart to see us become more than we could ever ask or imagine. And I'd hate for us on any day to miss what God has for each of us. So it is my prayer that when we walk out of here in just a few moments, that Genesis 2 will be a new set for you You won't ever read it the same again. I've read it thousands of times, and this past week when I read it, it just jumped off the page like, hey, listen, this is something. Because I listen to the jargon. I listen to the words of people because words matter. And sometimes I get this opinion that there is this, there is this, this, this play on who's in charge and who's not. Who's the slave and who's the servant. And it was going back to my days in evangelical seminary where I pulled out my Old Testament notes for the first time in a long time. They were pretty dusty. And David Dorsey made us put in big, bold letters, there is no, no desire in the word helper for any kind of ranking. None. Why was it that the late David Dorsey wanted every one of his seminary students to know that for the rest of their lives? Because the world pushes a different agenda. And he wanted us to know when we came out of his class studying Genesis, the very Hebrew word, that there is jobs, there is callings, There are things that each of us are called to do. But we do it on the same playing level. Helping one another. So would you? Would you meet needs in your family? Would you reflect His divine nature 
by the name He calls you? Would you live up to the name He gave you, men and women, and most of all, Christians? That's the calling of this Mother's Day 2021. You know, pardon me if I'm stepping on toes this morning, but that's what this nation needs. Men and women who will step up and do what they've been called to do. They don't need to hear about what we think about this. They don't need to hear our opinions about this or that. They need to actually see us do what Jesus asked us to do. That's what they need. But we talk about everything else. Well, they need to know what our opinion is on this. No, I'm pretty sure if I went up to one of my unsaved friends, who I have many, and I said to them, what's your opinion? What do you think my opinion is on this subject? They would probably nail it pretty well. In fact, I had that conversation. I had a young lady who was... In high school, we were not very close friends. We would actually pick on each other. And she sent me a message just the other day, and she said, you know what? She said, I didn't like you in high school. (laughs) Talk about starting a message off great. And I don't even know, but I, I figure people can change, and I think you have. Now, this is, a, this, is a, this is an atheist. This is a person who does not believe in God at all. She is, she, she is way far off. And she said, yet, every night when I lay my head on bed, it's like something or someone is asking me to pray for your heart surgery. I won't give you her name, but you need to pray for her. It starts with an L. You need to pray for her. Because you see, she doesn't need to hear anymore of what I believe in my political realm. She doesn't need to hear that I'm not for this or for that that she might be for. What she needs to see me doing is doing what Jesus did. and sharing Jesus' love with her. And it's making an impact. So much so that just, just, maybe it didn't sink in the first time. I just want to share with you again. This person doesn't even want to believe in God, doesn't care about the church, doesn't care about anything, and they're praying for me to who knows what for my heart surgery. And guess what? There are people in your lives that are waiting for you to do the same. You're called. Do it. Meet their needs. Love on them. And watch what doors God will open. I look forward to the day that Elle, I don't know if she watches our live stream, that Elle emails me and says, I, I just... I just need to know. How do I become a Christian? I look forward to that day. Do you have someone like that in your life? Where they're far from Christ right now, and you say to yourself, I I, I just can't ever picture them being a Christian. 
Maybe that's the person God wants you to start with. Love your wife in front of them. Love your husband. Love your children in front of them. Love your life. Love others. And watch what God will do through it all. Let's pray in closing this morning. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for Genesis chapter 2. Last week, Lord, we spent time in Genesis 3 where we learned that you are in control. No one else is in control. And today we step back into Genesis 2 before the fall. And we learn that you made womanhood for a reason. There was desires and needs that needed to be met. And so, Lord, you made this helper, this person who comes alongside of the man and helps them. And Lord, what we have done in, in, in not only in our country, but in, in the world, what we have done is we have, we have retaken control. And we've said, but no, that, that had to be a mistake. There's no way that there could have been, you know, someone always has to be over someone else. God certainly couldn't have made us to be a person that, that lives side by side with another without another ranking over them. And so what we've done is we've, we've lifted womanhood or manhood and, we've, and we've, we've had this battle going on for, for years now. And some have taken it to the nth degree and, and they have said, you know, no, this is, this is the way it needs to be and this is what it's going. But it's not biblical. And others, Lord, have taken it to the other side. Because as we learned last week, Lord, control throws the pendulum from one side to the other. One side to the other. One side to the other. That we're never in the middle. And Lord, you made this, this scene in Genesis 2 that we see where Adam and, and is put to sleep and Eve is made out of his rib. You, you gave us that scene for a reason because you wanted us to understand what your original intent was. And so, Lord, help us as Faith Church. Help us as those watching online and those here today. Help us to, to, to live out what you're calling us to. To not try to one-up one the other one but to love them like you loved us. The fact that you went to a cross for us and, 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 and didn't say a word. And you knew. You knew what we would do in response. Some of us would live rebellious lives for years. And yet, while we were still sinners, you died for us. And so, Lord, we come to 2021 where the nation seems like it's, where our world seems like it's, it's just turning to whatever is the latest craze. Would you bring us as the body of Christ here at Faith Church back to biblical ideals? 
Would you help us to turn the TVs off and focus on your word? I see it in my own family, Lord. When, 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 I, when I'm not focused on your word, I, I get so discombobulated and I, and I get so frustrated Because I'm hearing that world's message. You, man, you are the man. You go and take control. You go and do what you got to do. And there is no room for God in that. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to just get back to the biblical ideal found in Genesis chapter 2. We would love one another. And we would be helpers for one another that rankings would fall out, that we would understand that at standing at the cross of Jesus, there is no one other than Jesus who's higher than the next person. May you help us to meet needs, to be who you called us to be, not only man or woman, but Christian. And may it all develop from that Genesis 2 story where you began this, 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 this beautiful story. Yes, Genesis 3 threw it for a wrench. Threw a wrench in it. And now we're battling sin. But sometimes, Lord, even in the battle of sin, we need to be called, not all the time, we need to be called back to biblical principles. Help us to do that here at Faith Church. That, Lord, starting today, we would love one another. Not that we haven't been, but that we would be conscious about it. That we would care for others. We would love others. To you. For, Lord, it's in your name we pray this all. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it encouraged you in your walk with Christ. You can find out more about Faith Church at wearefaithec.com. 